Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. We are out the house. I am out the house. We are... Sat in two camp chairs on a bit of tarmac. Looks like we're picnicking on the side of the M3. (laughs) (laughs) We are actually at Dunsfold Aerodrome driving cars. Wow. Aren't we? Yeah. I'm not driving cars, so am I? No, you genuinely are picnicking on what looks like the side of the M3. I like this. You do? You like the picnicking feel? We've got camp chairs, we've got cup holders, we've got a burger van cup of coffee yeah what could be nicer quite civilised isn't it really yeah so we're in the middle of Dunsfold in Surrey sunny Surrey well it's not really sunny but it's leafy-esque about 40 would you say maybe 30 40 different ranges of sports cars laid out in front of us yeah I would think that's fair yeah Yeah. a couple of Aston Martins at least a couple yeah there's about I think about three or four different Aston Martins DB7 DB9 DB5 then we've got, um, you can drive Bumblebee from Transformers. You can drive a Hellraiser. You can drive Lamborghinis, McLarens. You can drive the Batmobile. I know you had your eye on that. <laughs> Trying to uh, live some of your childhood memories. And I did notice you'd packed a cape. I think. <laughs> didn't make you stand out at all, thankfully. I did bring my cape. That was more of the Zorro, not the Bat. You, anyway, your family's more the Bat. That is true. Dear Pipistrel. The Pipistrels. Why was it the Batmobile? It could have been the Pipistrel Mobile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pipistrel <laughs> Mobile. It would be a different feeling if Batman called his car Pippi, wouldn't Pippi. it? <laughs> Quick, Robin, get in the Pippi Mobile. <laughs> uh, I need a Pippi, Batman. <laughs> and uh, we're well sourced here if we do want a Pippi. Um, there are lots of portaloos. Why do they call them portaloos? Because it's not as if you can take them with you. I think the builders do, don't they? Well, yeah, from time to time. But they've got all sorts of cars here, haven't they? From the brand new to the antique. There's one that looks like the one that was in Harry Potter that flies. What, the There's Anglia? An Is that a, a, yes, Ford, a Ford Anglia. Anglia? There's an Atom. There's oh, yeah. uh, a Charger. There's a couple of Chevrolets. The Charger, hang on. Is that actually a car? A yeah, that is, that is. It's not a battery ram, nor is it someone that overcharges in a corner shop. Okay. There's not a three wheeler. I was expecting to see something from Only Fools and Horses here, which I would have signed you up for immediately, obviously. <laughs> I think there are several of those, so. Yeah, they're not I unique. Think, yeah, they're not unique anymore, are they? So I drove a DB8 today and a DB5. So both famous for being in James Bond films. And I dragged you down here to Dunsold Aerodrome. And then who got lost on the way here and lives the closest? Not me. No, it was me. (laughs) I ended up at a pub for some reason. I think I've programmed my GPS to just take me to public houses and alcoholic (laughs) beverage retailers. That's really clever. So you put a postcode in and it just takes you to the nearest pub. (laughs) That's a great feature. (laughs) That would be great. What would you call that? Great. <laughs> Liquor GPS. Pub Prowler. There you go. We can market Pub that. Pub Prowler. Pub Prowler. Probably the good people wouldn't do one of those because it's sort of encouraging people to drink and drive. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, you could argue that's your perspective. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you could argue I'm too drunk to care. 
you could, but you could say that your partner does that, the driving you She know. does, yeah, yeah. That's why I married a teetotaler. There's no other reason. <laughs> that was it. When people say, what was the thing that made uh, Chris appealing? The fact she doesn't drink and she loves to drive. That was it. Sign her up. Are you having a problem with perspective? Because we've got tiny little cones, or they're ordinary-sized cones in the distance, which make these people huge. The cone thing is, is weirding me out a little bit. Yeah, they, they do look like Smurf cones in a sea of giants. And then even on the track, they use these micro cones. No one ever asked me, you know, when I was, when I was signing in, no one asked to see my driving licence, and nobody uh, asked if my eyesight was all right. <laughs> Despite the eye patch. You're going <laughs> to... No one commented. Going to drive up to Durham, I I have been in a sea of middle-aged men and teenage boys today. I'm really? sure you can smell it on me. I was going to say, have they showered? Terrible whiff of links coming from the uh, sign-up tent. It's getting quite crowded, that sign-up tent. It is really busy. I can't believe... I thought this was going to be... Posh. No. What did I think it was going to be? I thought because it was Aston Martin it was going to be posh, yeah. yeah. But then I thought I would be here lowering the tone. Everyone else is wearing Harley Davidson T-shirts and Mercedes and Formula One. I'm wearing a Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4. (laughs) (laughs) She is. She really is. (laughs) Who uh, is the knockoff Evil Knievel from that film? I thought it was humorous and jaunty. Yeah, (laughs) jaunty. I love that. But in a sea of designer brands and motor racing T-shirts, I like to think I stood out. I think you did. I do too. <gasps> There's a guy going around on a giant truck. Do you want to go and watch? I don't want to watch it. I want to do it. He's on a six-wheeler truck. Wasn't that with one of the flames op- up the side? Wasn't that one of the options? I didn't look at that one. I think it's brilliant that you can. I'd be tempted to drive the Batmobile. Yeah. But I'd want to take it down the M25 during rush hour. Yeah. I think one of the problems with driving low slung car, you know, with a metal anti-roll bars is getting out of it it's not ladylike no. even in the DB5 it was like putting peanut butter in a plastic bag by well, getting me in the driving seat there was a youngish guy he found it I could see he was really struggling he moved his leg and it wasn't he thought this isn't going to get me out of the car so he put his leg back and then he moved the other leg and thought no that's not either and then he just sort of hoisted himself up so his bum was off the seat and then he sort of scrabbled backwards. So ungainly, but he was... Was that when people started to shout, Vaseline, can we have some Vaseline, please? <laughs> Another one we've got to lube up to get out. <laughs> they probably charged 20 quid. Yeah. <laughs> Did you charge it for everything? Yeah. We have to hand sanitise about 12 times. We all have to wear a mask. That was a downside, because wearing a mask, you're breathing heavily because you're having fun, so you're just getting sweaty sweaty chin and nose yeah which isn't a pleasant experience no i can imagine so i didn't enjoy that so much how often do they do these obviously with lockdown not very often but now we're out of lockdown as you can see it's hell for leather i mean there must be what 500 people here yeah i'd guess there's a lot of people most as i say are masculine rather than feminine a lot of the women you're talking about yeah Yeah, there's a couple of people here that I've said, sorry, sir, and I've realised it was a madam. <laughs> Myself included. I think it's the jaunty feminine Duke Kaboom T-shirt that's keeping me in the ladylike corridor. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> You're not As allowed. opposed to your anorak that you zipped right under your chin. 
yeah. I just noticed that. <laughs> I, I was going to say earlier on when you talked about Kaboo and T-shirts, I thought, I've got away with that. And she, I didn't realise you've got your coat zipped all the way under your chin. You probably, got, that's, that's train spotter, that I've is. Got a, I feel I'm under threat with all these super keen car enthusiasts who probably know the part number of the exhaust pipe. Oh, if that falls off, you need a ZA49. I've got a mate who can get you that cheap. Brings you in from the States. All that yeah, sort of okay. conversation. I can see a lot of these on Mastermind doing that. Yeah, no, I could see that as exhaust, well. Exhaust part numbers Name the of speed, modern cars. top speed of such and such a car. Yeah. That sort of thing. Apparently, somebody's had a crash since we've been here. No. Yeah? What, sort That's of what the bloke was saying in the really, burger van. Line. Really tired. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised it's a long wait. It is a long wait to get in there. Yeah. No, apparently you... someone went through the barriers. Through the barriers? Mm. What, the edge of the track? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. You said that if your brother was here doing it, he'd have taken out pedestrians. He would, yeah. <laughs> he'd have shown them the way. He'd have charged an exit fee. When I say taken out pedestrians. <laughs> Bounce off his bonnet for an extra 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, queue for the media tent has now started to engulf us, sat here in our camping chairs. Yeah. We genuinely do look like two elderly, <laughs> infirm relatives that can only go a certain feel, distance before they sit down. I actually do feel like, because I'm at an angle so that we can talk into this recorder, I'm sort of sideways you've got your on... got zipped up. Yeah, you look like, like an amateur flasher with no energy. I thought I was on day release from a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> it is full of our age group, though, isn't it? Yeah. There's yeah. an awful lot of people our age yeah. living their dreams and an awful lot of their kids, about 14 to 16-year-old boys, also trying to live their dreams as well. Yeah, definitely a niche type group. I mean, Very stereotyped. Where else would this particular group of people ever be seen? I don't know, do pubs. <laughs> I have to be careful, they're really close in the queue, aren't they? Yeah. You've got to be careful, you don't say anything too offensive. Yeah. And as you've just heard, the burger van is out of sausages and they've got no chips. There Breaking news a, here, folks. There Breaking could be a news. riot. They could be. Perhaps we should put who this on Facebook. Who doesn't, who doesn't come out of high speed chase and go, what oh, do you know, love, I could murder a jumbo sausage? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Top Gear track. Yeah. yeah? Is it actually the Top Gear track you were on, or is it sort yeah, of like no, no, a was. side? Yeah, no, no, it was. He even showed me the places where they film from and where their uh, production office is. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the actual track that they test all the different cars on. Is the track well-maintained, or is it a bit iffy? It was all right. I wouldn't say it was patchy. I think there are local roads that are probably worse off. OK. But it's, there's something quite exciting about being able to put your foot down. You know. <laughs> and I know with your left foot issues, yes. it's probably novel. Yes. But I being put in... my right foot down. <laughs> being Make in a no car mistake. and putting your foot to the floor and hearing it just go... is just phenomenal. What sort of speed do you think you got up to in either of the cars? I think... I probably got to about 110, 120. Yeah? Yeah. The other cars go faster. And they did. They were waving the McLarens and the Lamborghinis past me, 
Which, Who were? Uh, so you have an instructor in the car with you as well. They don't let you just roll out with 120,000 car willy-nilly. You've got to have a security guard. And he's waving these cars past. And at that point, you do feel like Nan driving down to Tesco's. You know, I could have that you could have replaced that Aston Martin with a Honda Jazz at that stage. So he actually wound the window down to wave cars yes, past. They, yes, exactly. That's disgraceful. I know. You're paying for this. I know. It was so depressing. It's the sound of the car changes, doesn't it, when the window's open. You know, you get sometimes that hoo, 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 yes, yeah, sort of effect, and you don't want that. No, not at all. You could have had a row there. I would. Wind that window up this moment. I've got a chill on my neck. Pull that window up. Perhaps it once modified those little indicator things that used to spring out and spring back in. The other weird thing as well, you weren't allowed to look out of the rearview mirror. They looked out of the rearview mirror for you, so the instructor, the guy that was sat in the car with you, and the one that was obviously thinking I was driving like Miss Daisy. Um, they watch all the mirrors. They're your eyes and ears to make sure you don't go into people because there's, what, maybe 20 cars going around that track at one time? Yeah. So um, when it's super busy, I can imagine there's a possibility of a collision. I definitely perform badly under <laughs> that sort of pressure. You know when they set the kid off ham and cheese and milk and he comes back, mam and chink and chocolate? I'd be thinking, as I set off, I'd be thinking, I must concentrate, I must pay attention, I must concentrate, I must pay attention. And then I'd be looking around thinking, what was I thinking? Oh, I must concentrate. That's not the sort of situation where you want to turn around and find the guys on his phone. No. Do you know what I mean? Or that's not the sort of situation, because you've got dual controls, where you want them to turn around and go, since the operation, I've got no feeling in my leg. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know? Yes. My knees never work the same. Yes. Never. <laughs> this is my first time. I'm here studying under an MBQ. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very kind of you to come down and be supportive today on, on our on our middle-aged endeavour. Yeah. So this is another one of our out of the studio and, and on the road, literally on the road, we are sat on tarmac um, to try some of the experiences that people typically do when they hit middle age. And this was one of the things that is obviously yeah. very standard. Do you think Do you think that more people come to this because of the buzz around it being part of the TV show? Yes, definitely. I think that if they were doing this and it was Sainsbury's car park in Cobham, they may nice. not have this. I know it is. It Floods is, uh, occasionally, but otherwise, one of my favourite spots. <laughs> then I don't think they would have got the numbers. I no. think it's partially the fact that you can drive on the Top Gear track, but also the choice of cars they've got. I mean, they've got absolutely everything. Teenage boys wet themselves over this sort of thing. I didn't see a Hyundai i10 going around. No, I have to be honest, and I, I think they were understacked on the Twingo side of things. Yeah. I would have loved to have taken a Twingo around this, wouldn't you? <laughs> little, little, little twing, Twingos always look like they're half asleep because of the eyes on them. Um, or even like a Fiat 500. Yeah. Take a little Fiat 500 round. What, what's that one there then? I don't really... That one is a B... Uh, oh, no, that is a Porsche. Yeah. That's a Porsche, then there's a Lamborghini behind it. Yeah, have they got Ferraris here today? Yeah, they've got Ferraris. You see, when I went to the Ferrari, visiting my oh, brother Oh, I'm sorry, you just dropped that. Shall I pick that up for you? What? 
When I went in a Ferrari. <laughs> when I went in a Ferrari, Jill's brother had three or four Ferraris mm. and he took me for a ride round the streets of South France and Monaco. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's some, the second one you dropped now. Some hairpin... Monaco. Hair, <laughs> hairpin bends. And it was a bit scary because he perhaps he was really, really good or perhaps he was trying to impress, I don't know. Every now and then I'd peep up from underneath the glove box, which I can tell you now, the Ferrari glove boxes are not designed for a grown man to climb into. No, you should have taken Batman's peeper. A <laughs> peepee. <laughs> I can see why people want them, perhaps, because they look nice, but I don't think... And they break I'd, down all the time. I wouldn't want one. No, don't want a Ferrari. That, I think if you definitely your choice, Aston Martin. I don't want a car I've got to wedge myself into. <laughs> Do you know? Okay. <laughs> so that's your first thing, is it? Next time I go and buy a car, I will, that will be my first question. Is it possible to wedge <laughs> oneself in this car and see what the... Well, the reaction is, yeah. see what the car salesman says. No, it's very difficult to wedge yourself into this car. OK, then, let's continue. <laughs> I like sports cars, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to be sat uncomfortably no. in a car. You don't, don't want to feel like you're at a funny angle or in a tiny bucket seat. No. So you want a bit of comfort. When it was the fashion to own a Golf GTI or similar... Yeah. I was about to buy a car, and lots of people I knew said, get a Golf GTI, they're brilliant. And I went for a test drive, and I thought it was horrible. It was like sitting on a bit of wood. It was like really no no comfort at all. No, I wouldn't. I don't want to feel like I'm in an armchair, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. My dad used to have a Rover. What, it this was... is your dog, or are we still on cars? No, we're still on cars. OK. And driving that was like sitting in an armchair, yeah. like a... Like a Winged back to armchair. Oh, lovely. So, no, Water sloshing around in the bath <laughs> on the back seat, converted. Uh, I can see it now. Your dad's got taste. Waving outside, glass of wine to people. Hello! Yeah, it was a bit like that. <laughs> it was like driving a sofa. Yeah. That was what it was like. And I just found it so boring and too comfortable. You don't want to be too comfortable because always you fall asleep. Yeah. Especially at our age. Well, oh, sorry. Oh, you, you're still here. Are you speaking? <laughs> Actually, do you know what? We could have a little kid, but I don't think anyone would mind. Nobody would notice around here. No. Seeing as we're literally sat in the middle of a crowd of people. <laughs> do you think it's our magnetic personalities that drawing them all to us? Or the fact that we're next to Burgervan? Well, we're between, betwixt and between, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Sounds like the title of a magic show. We're between or an the... Irish girl band. <laughs> yes, could be. <laughs> <laughs> and Bewitched, sponsored by Nestle, so Betwixt. When we've long gone, our band, mm. they'll bring out a little Betwixt and Between, won't they? <laughs> so. I was saying to Chris yesterday, because we were trying to enter a little mix competition to win £30,000. Oh no, crazy. Oh, wow. But we had a long drive, we were driving from Cornwall. <laughs> so I said, if I was in Little Mix, I'd be Cake Mix. <laughs> <laughs> to which she laughed and I said I don't know what you're laughing about you'd be batter mix <laughs> I think I'd be uh, one of the Irish mix do you think <laughs> I think so yeah sort of builder obviously I even know the profession of this <laughs> made up character <laughs> so back to cars what oh, yeah. was your first car my first car was a uh, Morris Thousand van 
which isn't a car, but I think I'd be avoiding the question if I said that. Uh, that was the one that you had the fibreglass incident with where you had to go to the That's vet. the one. <laughs> Went to <doctors. laughs> the vets. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was, there's Probably a reason done you went better to the going vets. to the vets. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite car from my early years was a convertible. Oh, it really? It was a Triumph Herald convertible. Oh, wow, nice. And I did an amazingly short journey from South London, Surbiton, mm-hmm. up to Grimsby in it. Uh, it was just one of those clear roads and the A1 was clear. And I went super fast. Mm. Occasionally, I think you didn't do it that fast because nowadays it probably would take you about twice the time that mm. I managed to do it. Just you know, sometimes you get a clear road. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? When you're doing a long journey and you get one of those days where you are just gliding to your destination, it's it's mm. heavenly. You appreciate it nowadays. Don't you? I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of my mate Bob again. Oh yeah. Um, Who is Bob? <laughs> is he dead? He's dead, isn't he? <laughs> on the A1, with his wife on pillion, on the motorbike he had, oh, right. he had a technique to make the journey shorter in that he went straight over a roundabout as opposed to around the roundabout. <laughs> Don't tell me. He Don't tell me. I've got an idea on. what he might have died of. <laughs> <laughs> his wife strangling him. <laughs> when I saw them, they said, oh, we came straight across the roundabout at... Stevenage, and I'm saying, yeah, thinking when he went straight across, like you and I would probably mean mm. that you've gone sort of approached it, gone round it, and gone straight on. Mm. You go straight across the roundabout. His wife points out, no, he actually went over the roundabout, it was too late oh, to God. go round it, so he decided just to go over it. And luckily, it didn't have any fencing or anything, so he survived they kept on the bike we've all done that bit where you go the wrong way down a one way street yeah everyone's done that it's awful what's really helpful my first night in Sheffield (laughs) nearly wrote a music album called my first night in Sheffield a one way street sign would be the cover (laughs) no it's when you go down the one way street by accident and you're fully aware you've done it you're trying to work out the best way to kind of get yourself out of this conundrum yeah and someone very helpfully taps on the window and says you do know you've gone the wrong way down a one way street (laughs) yes and you go, yes. And they go, OK. It's like they're checking their idiot monitor yes. to see how stupid you are. Because if you go, really? No, no. Maybe that makes you even more of a fool. I think that's the only time I've ever got the slightest, slightest tinge of wanting to steal cars. Because mm-hmm. I would love to steal a car, get into the situation you just mentioned, or when the person taps on the window and says, you do know you've gone all wrong way down a one-way street I would get out in a full strop and say well you see you can do better than storm off leaving yeah, them with a stolen there. car yeah. unless they get in the stolen car cool the police. they'll teach you <laughs> yeah. now who's a know-it-all exactly so why do you think middle-aged people get into sports cars and things I think they're ambition quite upset by the man who's wearing loafers and shorts I'll, be, I'll just pop that out there he's got a dragon tattoo and loafers and shorts yeah anyway yeah. carry on I think that's got to be a fashion faux pas somewhere I've forgotten to put socks on <laughs> it's like the dragon is alerting us to the lack of socks um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why do you think it is that uh, middle-aged people because when they're 14 they've got no idea what they want mm. then when they're 16 they're thinking oh, I do know what I want I want to be this then when they're 20, they're thinking, here we go. And then when they're in a middle-aged life, they're thinking, 
where did it go so hopelessly wrong? But I can drive a car of my dreams. Mm, that is true. This gives you a, a little window shot, even if it is just five minutes, into what it would be like to drive an aspirational vehicle. And it is great, you know, when you don't have the insurance, you don't have to worry about the cost of tyres. No. You don't have to worry that you're trotting dog poo as you got in the car. <laughs> what happens if halfway around you run out of petrol? Do they deal with all of that? What happens if halfway around someone just pulls over and freaks out and says, I can't do it anymore? Yeah. Well, that would be great because you are videoed, aren't you? Yeah. So you could have halfway around started screaming, I can't do this anymore, and going into a complete panic attack just to see whether they said... You could freak them out. Say, we always get one or two every week that does this. Yeah. Or go off-road, come off the track. And when asked, say, well, I've got to pop to the shops. Then what would they do? If along that stretch there, you came over the grass. Yeah, I could drive across the grass. Though. Would it what? Would it be grappling? That large aeroplane. Because obviously be... this is an aerodrome. It has airplanes. I haven't seen any aircraft taking off. No, none. It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. No wonder we've got cars driving around it. <laughs> but would he grapple with a steering wheel to get I don't know. to control got, the they've car? Got, they've got dual controls, but not for steering. No. So I don't know. Yeah, they might lunge across. Yeah. Do you think they've got going to a local. stowed in the car glove box? Do you think he's got a gun? Gun? <laughs> so, yeah, Why are they driving around with a gun? They're more like have a sandwich in there than a gun. Yeah, but if you've come off and you're staring across the grass, he's trying to me? get you back, wiping a cheese sandwich That's on right. your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to get you to go back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it would certainly get your attention. <laughs> it might. <laughs> yeah, if you'd have come out, this if you'd have come out of the car with margarine smeared over your face <laughs> and a bit of cheese on your chin. Oh, and uh, ladies and gentlemen listeners, I think you'll find we've just broken Graham. <laughs> so we shall leave you there. From Dunsold Aerodrome, I have been Emily Baum. The giggler has been Graham Jarvis. Well, and I'm now going to see if I can get a portal here in the back of my car. Go on, give us a hand. Look good. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.